0: what's up guys welcome to factish as always this is trevor i'm here with matt and today we're going to talk a little bit about live action versus animated movies in what situation should you use live action when should you use animation or does it not matter <laughs> So if we're gonna talk about animation, we need to talk about where it started because it's not that old it's like slightly above a hundred years. The first animated film was in nineteen oh eight and I think it's pronounced phantasmagore it was French it was also really simple it was just like a black background and like white it looked like chalk and that was it like that was that was the animation um on a side note anime. Japanese animation also started around that time. The earliest ones are like early 1900s, maybe 1910s.
1: Dear god, really? Yeah. That is not I knew they I knew I knew anime started early, but you can go back and look at those since they're a little more on the internet. I did not think that's when they started though. Good oh god.
0: Yeah. Yeah, early 1910s. And then Disney started in the mid 20s with Oswald the Rabbit and then shortly after that, Steamboat Willie. Are
1: you, are you telling me Disney wasn't the pioneer? He didn't? He, no. Oh, okay. We've been lied to his kids. He wasn't
0: the first. He he was the first to be successful. It's like Henry Ford with the automobile wasn't the first one to make an automobile. He was the first one to succeed at it.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, he's been coined with the whole assembly line stuff, so that's that's how he succeeded. And I guess yeah. Walt did definitely do something different with his like his layered backgrounds and stuff like that. Like, he's, he did that, I don't know if you've ever seen that, when he did the Snow White animation. It's like layered contraptions, and they move. Yeah, like that. That's nuts.
0: Yeah, that he films, like, four layers of something that's physically drawn. So he made something that's going to be presented in a 2D format, 3D. It was genius. Walt Disney was an absolute genius.
1: Yeah, and then he made that monetizable. What a guy. <laughs> Jesus. Could you imagine if we didn't have Walt, though? Like what animation would it be like today?
0: I mean, I I can't imagine it. I can't because what most kids grow up on, especially in the U.S., is it's Disney. Like that's what children watch.
1: Yeah, cranking out magic, as the kids say.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I I only wish he would have lived longer. Like I wish he would have lived past. Dude, what do you 60s? mean? He
1: He's still alive. He's in a tank. You remember? <laughs> <laughs> got his brain somewhere and the on the <laughs> in the magic kingdom still pumping out ideas
0: Jesus. uh so i guess you know i guess let's start with the benefits what are the benefits of live action what are the benefits of animation
1: well i mean obviously the biggest benefit is the idea that it's just like animation uh you you can go into more detail and stuff like that like you could you cannot pull off certain things in the physical without it being too expensive. So, like, an explosion in Hollywood might cost a significant amount more than an explosion in an animated film. Or even, like, a fight right. scene and stuff like that. Like, there's too many benefits to doing it in animation than there is live action.
0: Yeah, I guess something that is also, cost is pretty constant. Like, it doesn't matter what scene an animator is drawing, they're just... They're drawing, and it's the hours it takes to draw that. So if it's a simplistic explosion or if it's a simplistic field, either way, it took them probably around the same amount of time. So the cost is relatively constant, regardless of what you want to do.
1: Oh, 100%. But also the fact that I feel like at that point, all like even though you still hire like big-time big, big time, like voice actors and stuff like that for those roles, depending on, you know, there is, there's always still a thing where they might be being paid a lot still, but all the work is no longer on them. Obviously, vocal voice acting is still acting. I'm not, I'm not denying that. But it's completely different when you're on camera. So all of that yeah. time and effort is just in the people actually producing it instead. And I think that's like a crazy thing to think, that it isn't just the, the actors anymore. It's, it has to be the team on the same page, or it's going to come out garbage. <laughs>
0: that's true. Well, it's also like, if you had a big name in one of the first films... And then they move on. And you can't afford them anymore. You can just hire someone else that sounds like them, because you only have to have them sound like them.
1: Oh yeah, they've done that in a couple things where they've replaced the voice actor, whether they died or they wanted somebody else to to fill that role, or they just refused to do it. And I mean, it's just a bigger. It's not. It would be so much more jarring if you were watching a like a live action movie. Like imagine Fast and Furious one, and then like, and, yeah. and then in the second one, like you know Dom's dead. Like the guy who played Dom was dead, and it's like oh. It's just some other bald guy. He's just here.
0: Well, that well, that does happen in the later movies with Paul Walker. Yes. And they CGI his face onto his brother.
1: Yeah, and that's uh, – uh, I'm not going to say it was weird, but until I was told that, I didn't think it was too out of the ordinary. I thought it was just a very, like, heavily filmed shot.
0: Yeah, but I didn't. I didn't even notice, honestly, until someone told me that, and I had to go back and rewatch it to look for whenever the change happened. Yeah, because part of it's Paul Walker and part of it's his brother.
1: Yeah, and and on that same topic, not everything. I mean, that was CGI, but it still goes into the same idea of like animation within live action. Like, how does that work, and like how does that be pulled off? And a couple movies have done that. Uh, some big ones are Osmosis Jones, Mary Poppins, Roger Rabbit, and then the thing Disney wants to forget about. The Song of the South.
0: Yeah, and those movies are magical. They they seemed like they were an impossibility because it was both a feat on the actors as well as a feat of the technology to mix two things together. To you know, Those characters aren't there, but yet they're still interacting with those characters. Yeah,
1: I mean, obviously some of them are a little more simpler than other ones. Like, Moses Jones was just really animation within it. There, was no much, there wasn't much interaction between the people that were in it and then the actual uh, animated characters, but it was still, like, a, a crossbreed. And so, like, that still had to yeah, be that, mentioned. Yeah, that's true. But when it comes to, like, Mary Poppins and Roger Rabbit, where they're physically interacting with the other characters that are animated, that's crazy. Especially in the Mary Poppins, like, the big uh, carnival scene they have. Like, that's crazy They act, they could pull that off.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was definitely revolutionary for the time.
1: Now, as for animations that are – that were started animation but then went to live actions, there are some good ones and there are some bad ones. These are specifically that we're recording this. Mulan came out, and it's a live action compared to what's animated, and that was kind of weird. The idea –
0: I mean, it did really bad.
1: Yeah, it, but that's the thing. I also think we can't – I don't know how to fully – it's like new Netflix. Like I don't know how to do the numbers because they did a weird thing where they released it on digital – with their Disney Plus but then they also released it in the box office but obviously during this covid incident box offices were weird so there was limited seating and not many people did want to go out so it made less the live act, the live action a budget of 20 million and its box office only made 69 million so that was definitely a deficit now,
0: 200 you said 20 oh i did 200. say 20
1: look at that 200 million is what it was budgeted and 69 million is what it made so it made a large yeah. deficit based on just the box office
0: Yeah. Now, it did have kind of bad reviews. Like, it didn't have a good reception compared to all the other ones. But to be fair, like, even with The Lion King, a lot of people I talked to didn't like it because it was just a skin. Like, it didn't change anything like Alice in Wonderland did. Alice in Wonderland took the premise and then ran with it in a completely different direction, which I loved.
1: Yeah. The only thing The Lion King did different was they just change, like we said earlier they changed voice actors for the most for some of the characters uh it was hard to notice some of them because some of them were trying to emulate the old ones but then other ones were just like completely different than the original characters were to begin with like timon and pumbaa don't sound anything like their old people did they're still the goofy characters but they don't sound like them anymore
0: right right and that could also just be time and, like, you know, getting the actors to do it, whatever. Yeah. But I don't think that was an artistic choice. I think that was a necessity.
1: Yeah. And, and I think another one was, I don't know if you, if you watched the Beast movie, I know for a fact um, Emma Watson's voice for the singing, I don't think that was her. Or if it was, it was heavily modified. I'm like, mm, that that feels tinny. No,
0: I'm almost positive that was just straight auto-tune. They yeah. picked her <laughs> as a political choice, not necessarily because she was a triple threat.
1: yeah. It's hard to get those, but you know, you, you got to come off of the uh, Harry Potter movie somehow. Might as well be The Beast. Yeah.
0: Now, you know, it is to be mentioned The Lion King makes the most revenue with $1.6 billion compared to all the other films. And I think that's just because of its massive popularity as an animated film
1: oh 100% like it was one of those movies that everybody knows the scenes and everybody knows everything about it and i think that's why when they remade it they kept it like almost frame by frame cuz everybody loved it so much you know the scar betray spoilers by the way i guess the scar betrayal the one like the, the 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 songs with Akuna Matana. Stuff I just slurred that. Akuna Matana. And then obviously when he comes back into the the pride and tries to take back over. Like those are all iconic, so I guess there's not much leeway in the middle ground. So they were just like, let's just do it again. Let's do it again.
0: <laughs> yeah, they were too fearful. I wish they would have taken the Alice in Wonderland approach. I really do. Like I would have loved to see it reimagined. That all you have is we're following lions. The kid's dad dies, cause that's like what makes him, and then his journey back. Yeah, and I I wish that they just retold it. And
1: then we, if you look at the profit margins, the Alice in Wonderland's made about the same, and when it comes to like what they put in, what they got out, like the Alice in Wonderland yeah. uh, live action with two hundred million was put in, and they made over one billion on its out. So I mean, that's still yeah. good. Like those are good. Those are good margins.
0: Now something that's interesting is, um the reviews for the live actions are all worse than the animated reviews. Like, if you look at IMDb, everyone prefers the animated version. Even for the even for the Alice in Wonderland.
1: Yeah, I, granted, I don't know if that is, like, diehard fans don't like the idea that they're just kind of reskinning it, or if it's, like, the critics where they're looking for more, like, they want more depth than just a reskin, you know?
0: Yeah. And what we talked about earlier... All the live actions cost significantly more to make than their animated counterparts. Yeah, that that
1: is true. But again, they also did make significantly more back. Like, they did make high margins. They all almost were scraping at a billion. And that's fine. But at the same time, maybe it was just because of the hype of a remake of the old one. And not necessarily because they put that much quality into it. It could have just been that if they just would have re-released a better animated version, it might have had the same results, you know?
0: I think it most definitely would have had the same results, because, yeah, the box offices beat in the live action, but that's because you have Disney World now. You know, you have all these characters, and, like, those movies, the original animated, have probably made significantly more money than the live actions did in the box office over just their entire life.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's 100% how it is, but... I don't know. We might see this happen again later on in life. They might make a a, a secondary live action. Or wh- who knows? They could double back and make another animated of the live action. Wouldn't that be some weird nonsense?
0: Yeah, it would be. Now, there has been... The only movie I can think of that's done that, that started with live action and then went to animation, is Stuart Little. Because they had the CGI mouse in a live action setting, and they made two movies. And then on the third movie, they were like, Mrah! Frick it! We're gonna go all animated. Yeah. Granted,
1: if (laughs) y'all, like I like I mentioned earlier, like to you personally, that movie was straight to DVD. So I think they were trying to make a quick buck, and they could not afford the actors that were in the movies, the previous ones. Like the main, the dad, I forget his name. He's a British actor, and he played in House. Man, fantastic. Hugh Lowry. That's his name. Okay, that guy. (laughs) He fantastic, but uh, he probably had too much of a. Too much of a paycheck in the last ones, and they couldn't afford him. Not to mention, I don't know what that kid's doing now. He's probably doing whatever. Most kid actors do not I, make it. <laughs> Let's be honest.
0: Yeah. It could have been that he wasn't a kid anymore. You know, I, I can't remember how long the gaps were between the two.
1: Yeah. I'm pretty sure they were quite significant, because I remember hearing wakes of that uh, movie coming out, and I was like, what the heck? Like, it was years later. Like, there's like there was no no one asked for it. Someone just made it.
0: <laughs> yeah. And that's honestly probably why they did the animation, was they wanted the same feeling of like a kid and his brother that's a mouse versus like some angsty teenager. Yeah, I mean, and like, ugh, I don't know.
1: I, I, w- I think I preferred the live-action animated one than the uh, fully animated. I didn't even see the fully animated, but just looking at it, it looked low quality. And that's something about animation. Animation can be immaculate and look great and like, ooh, look at those details, texture, all of it. But then there's also really bad animation. So maybe when it comes down to it, some things need to come into live action. But when it comes to a going from animated to live action, I definitely feel like you should just keep it in the animated if it worked so well the first time. Besides the cash grab, I yeah. guess.
0: Yeah, that's true. Now, you know, what situation should you use it? Like, is there an artistic choice of, I'm making this film and I want to use animation because to be honest i can't think of an american animated show that's serious like you have american dad and like family guy and they have serious undertones but they're a comedy the only place that i know of that's like you have a drama or like you know an action-packed show or movie would be animated be the japanese animation
1: yeah, they definitely they definitely make a lot more of those drama or slice of life ones where it's like it gets a little more deep or serious but that's obviously a culture thing in my opinion when it comes to over here I think a lot more people want to see drama with people they can symbolize with and it's hard to do that with an animated character so they get big actors to do them like in the notebook and the movies like that where like action can just be whatever the hell it wants honestly it's like if it's as long as people are fighting explosions are happening bibbity bobbity, I'm okay if it's animated you know as long as it looks nice.
0: Now, which one do you think kids relate to more? Do they prefer cartoons where it's magic and it's fantasy? Or do they prefer the live action because it's easier to imagine yourself in the live action? Do kids have that cognition? Because I know as an adult, I prefer the live action films just because it's easier to empathize. There's less of a barrier to this is fantasy.
1: That's actually a really good question, because while, while you were asking, I was thinking, I was like, yeah. I mean, I loved cartoons when I was a kid. I loved watching cartoon shows and, like, movies and all that stuff. And I, I could still, like, be, like, symbolize them. And I was always doing the moves and stuff, like oh, like a kid, like, hi yeah. But at the same time, it's... It pulls you out of it because I still knew it was fake. So, like, when you go to Disney World and stuff or any of those places and you see, like, a character dressed up as a cartoon character, you know that's not the real thing, really. But, like, if it was a real person and he's there, that's a little more believable that it is the actual guy, you know? Yeah. So, maybe maybe that is it.
0: Yeah, especially from Disney's perspective that now they're like, you see the exact same character that you watched in the movie. Yeah, but I
1: guess that does work out. Like, that helps with the park, I guess. But, man, granted, people still go all, run up to frickin' Mickey Mouse, and we all know that man is just a dude in a costume. Look at that man. He's lifeless eyes, just staring at you.
0: That's true. But Disney's, like, their Frozen ride, best animatronics I've ever seen. Like, it looks like they figured out how to put a cartoon in real life. Like, it, it looks like you're looking at a cartoon. It's amazing.
1: Now think about this. Obviously, actors love being thrown around and they have stunt doubles for dangerous scenes, but you couldn't do some of the stuff Tom and Jerry does in a live-action film. People would actually get hurt or it would actually have to be somewhat animated within the live-action. I don't think we could pull that kind of stuff off.
0: it would. Well, I mean, essentially, it would be a fake live-action. It would be two CGI'd animals beating each other up but ultimately, what they're filming, well, I, I guess it could be mocap. I mean, there's the movie with um, Harrison Ford and the dog. I can't remember what it's called. It was pretty recent though, and that's a man. That's a man in a mocap suit that Harrison Ford is like petting his belly and like rolling him yeah, over. Yeah,
1: it's it's really weird. I think that's called Dogs Journey. I think that's what it is. And <laughs> another movie that's done something like that, but it's still a person. So. You know, there was all the rings with Gollum. They did that. It was just some dude in a little suit waddling around. But at least he was a person. The one you're talking about, someone was playing a dog that was just there. And that had to be weird. <laughs> that had to be a way to
0: pull yourself out. Like, uh, Well, I watched a video with Harrison Ford, and he's like, I mean, yeah, it's a little weird, but there's money involved. <laughs> I'll do anything for money. I'll smoke crack. <laughs> just it, it did sound a little desperate
1: <laughs> he's like come on man I'm pushing <laughs> come on man I'm pushing like 70 like i I, I need as many checks as I can
0: <laughs> goodness gracious yeah I I mean that brings up a good point the uh Indiana Jones franchise it wouldn't have the same strength if it was animated.
1: No, it would not. Like, there's definitely some CGI in it, but a lot of the stuff from the older ones, at least, it was definitely, like, props. That's another thing, like, just better prop teams, like how Jurassic Park pulled off some of the T-Rex scenes in those movies, those ones were just big animatronics. They weren't actually all CGI. Some of the scenes actually just had a prosthetic monster in front of somebody, and I think that's a really cool thing. But when it comes to pricing, that's so much more expensive, I feel.
0: Oh yeah, especially if you mix the two together—that you give the actors the physical prop, and then you come back and CGI it so that it looks good to the viewers.
1: Yeah, that's something I couldn't imagine. Obviously, I think today we don't use any puppetry or animatronics when it comes to that stuff. Not the new Jurassic Parks. Well, we,
0: we use mocap. Yeah, for but that, that's a little—that
1: is a little different though. When, when it co- like, they made literally a skeletal structure. They did that in Jaws too, when they made the Jaw shark. God, I can't remember its name. They get—I think Bruce. I think they literally named it Bruce, and that's why in the Disney movie Nemo, that shark is named Bruce.
0: It might be. I'm not sure. I honestly don't think I've ever watched Jaws all the way through. Really?
1: Yeah. Are you Too spooked.
0: Uh, I don't know. I don't know why I've never watched it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's—it's it's definitely one of those when it comes to movies that—that that is a movie they did the whole thing. The monster should be talked about and heard and not seen. The fact that you don't really see the shark until later makes it more threatening in the idea of it.
0: Is there a horror movie that is animated? That's It's a cartoon. Not like CGI, but it is a cartoon horror movie. Has that ever been done?
1: Uh, I think the only thing that has that is like... I mean, Frankenweenie is a Halloween movie, but that's not horror.
0: And there's the Monster House or whatever, which was supposed to be scary. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then there was
1: technically, you know, you know, Coraline. Coraline's technically a horror movie. Really? It, it's a suspense thriller, I guess. Like hold on, let me I've never watched it. Let, let me see. Let me let me see the categorization of real quick before I just Okay. It says animation family, but that shit is scary. So I wouldn't <laughs> that's not mm, hold on.
0: <laughs> Cause I, I actually I remember we rented it or something when I was a kid and my parents turned it off. They were like, this isn't a kid movie.
1: Yeah, dude, it is not. I mean, because, you know, it's it's from the same people who, like, they make those, like, creepy, like, claymation, like, stuff. And, like, those are creepy.
0: But I wouldn't say yeah. horror. I mean, you had, um...
1: Oh, no, wait a minute. It's a stop-motion animated dark fantasy horror film. Okay, yeah. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, that that happened. But it's very... It's hard to do. It's hard to pull off. So, I guess, naturally, there is a... A friendliness to animation, and then there's a seriousness to real life.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's just how it is sometimes. Like, it's harder to... I think the scary parts of real life make it more threatening because you can see a person doing it, and you can insert yourself. Or in animation, since a lot you can do... It's harder to do that since you see that it's fake, but you can also be more loving in animation because you can get the cuter stuff and the more loving stuff.
0: Right. Yeah, it's easy to take a serious topic and make it friendly whenever you make it animated.
1: Yeah, because even in Coraline, there was still some, like, for the most part, there was still a child wonder in it, but it was then dark and twisted to a point. But you could still see that there was some friendly aspects to it. It just looked disturbing.
0: Yeah. Similar to, um... It's like Nightmare... With- man, I can't... There was- yeah, Nightmare Before Christmas.
1: Yeah, they are... That's what I mean. it is. Like Jack is technically a funny guy, but he kind of looks weird. Yeah. A little bit slender man ish yeah, exactly slender manish. Dude is thin as a rod and is like, hello, it's me, Santa Claus.
0: <laughs> well, guys, thank you for listening to Factish. We had fun with this topic. And it was an, it was a different recording experience. We had some technical difficulties. But uh I want to thank everybody for tuning in.
1: Yeah, we want to thank all you guys for listening. Uh, this is the first time we had to uh, create the the podcast and then post it the next day. The other stuff you've been hearing and we've gotten y'all's feedback on has been uh, – they were all batched. So obviously we couldn't do all the changes or anything from the critique. But this one, we tried to do it right. So thank you guys for listening. Bye-bye.